We've said it once, we've said it a thousand times. Football games are won in the trenches. And we got two more dogs in the 2024 class. You are locked on Wolfpack, your daily podcast on the NC State Wolfpack, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Wolfpack Nation, welcome back to another episode of Locked on Wolfpack, free and available wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. As always, I'm Grayson Boone. Joining me is Kenton Gibbs. And Kenton, we have a couple more uh, additions to our 2024 football recruiting class. Uh, Of course, the most recent was on Wednesday uh, afternoon, and then the other one, offensive lineman, uh, this past week. Of course, we are talking about Trent Mitchell and Justin Terrell. Uh, Trent Mitchell is the offensive lineman committed to NC State just this past week. Three-star offensive tackle from Gastonia, North Carolina. 6'6", 290. That immediately jumps off the page to you. And then the defensive lineman is Justin Terrell committing to NC State on Wednesday afternoon. 6'2", 280. Three-star defensive lineman from Rome, Georgia. We're going to start here with Justin Terrell, as this is the most recent commit, uh, as I mentioned, just happening yesterday. And Kent, before we get too far into it, I want to display the video uh, that, of course, much of Wolfpack Nation is talking about of Justin Terrell's commitment here. Let me see if I can get this to upload. Let's see it. I'm, I'm excited about it. Here we go. Got two hats on the table. Picks up UNC. Oh, fakes them out. Get rid of the other one now, somebody says. I mean, this is this is basically everything you could want in an NC State commitment because not only are we getting a commitment to NC State, but get to throw a little shade to UNC in the process. Kenton, what would you think of this commitment on Wednesday? First thing first, was that actually Coach Thunder there? Or does everybody in that part of Georgia just sound like Coach Thunder? Because he, Coach Thunder himself is from Macon, Georgia. I don't know how far that is from Rome, Georgia. But, you know, I, I, it sounded like he was in the building there. But anywho, uh, beyond that, you know, this is it's, – it's a, it's a great moment. It's a great commitment from a young man who is a interior defensive lineman with some pass rush juice to him, obviously the ability to anchor down against the run and all that. But when you also look at, you know, his ability to uh, to get it done in other sports, right, particularly looking at track, when you think about big guys in track and field, what do you normally think about? Throw Doing the shot put. Shot put, discus, hammer, all that type of stuff. This young man runs the 100. This young man runs the 100. That's at 280. At 280, this young Woo. man is running running the 100 and 200. And, and, and I'm telling you right now, you know, you're looking at remember what happened last time we had a really good nose guard who was who was uh uncannily athletic for his size well I, you know my detroit lions got him now uh, by the name of elaine mcneil and so i'm excited to see um what they do and, and what they get worked out here for young jt out of rome georgia i'm excited about it 
And as far as the offensive lineman that we got, you can never, you can never, you can never have too many big guys who can bend and who have quick feet. You can never have too many. We'll we'll touch a little bit more on Trent Mitchell in just a second. But yeah, with Justin Terrell, you know, according to Pack Pride, he was NC State's top defensive line target here in the 2024 class. So it certainly feels like a big win to lock down a priority here. Um, but I also want to make light of uh, the situation in which we learned that our sophomore defensive lineman, Brandon Cleveland, may have made the ultimate difference here in swaying Justin Terrell to choose the Wolfpack. Uh, as I understand, it was very narrowly close between UNC, of course, like he had the hats on the table, uh, and NC State when our sophomore defensive lineman, Brandon Cleveland, gave Justin Terrell a phone call and ultimately let him know that this was the place to be. Don't be you know, persuaded by everyone else who may be committing to UNC. Uh, you know, I, and I, I get it. Like it to, to a young high school kid, it's the name brand. It's the Jordan brand. Sure. All that looks great. But, uh, Justin Terrell in a quote to pack pride, he said, you know, Cleveland just reminded him, don't go to a school just because other people are going there, go somewhere, you know, you'll do well, you can succeed and you get to where you want to go unquote. So, I mean, that's, you know, from, as from a recruiting standpoint, from the guys that's currently on the team, again, what more could you want as an NC State fan? You know, you're seeing these players on the team able to put in that last recruiting pitch that ultimately makes the difference in landing a guy. It's huge. It's huge. It can't go understated. Yeah, for sure. For sure. And I've, I've met Brandon Cleveland um, before. A great young man. I had dinner with him and all. He's a good dude. He's a really good dude. And he's very well spoken. So it makes sense that if you want somebody on the call representing NC State and saying, hey, this is where you need to go. It's him. It's him. And so, you know, it's a guy in the defensive line room and he's going to be sharing that defensive line room uh, with JT for the next few years here. And so that is you love to see your leaders being active in the recruiting efforts in that way. You love to see that. Uh, you love to see your guys, you know, making the effort, making it happen in terms of that. And I hope that we weren't committing any NCAA violations here. You know what I mean? If if we are, uh, you didn't hear any of this. We're, we're right. live here. No, nah, I'm joking. It sounds like Stanford to me. It seems yeah, like that's yeah. all by the book. No, I'm, I'm joking. Of course it's by the book or else people wouldn't be reporting it widely and loudly here. But no, very seriously, <laughs> um, this is this is what you want to see. This is what recruiting is not just an effort by an individual coach to get a player. It's an effort by an entire program to get a play. And even I go further than that and say it's an effort by the entire university. When you look at why certain schools have such massive facilities, when you look at why certain schools have all of these every year, they're adding on something new and crazy to their stuff. It's because it is an investment in the infrastructure of making things more appealing to incoming players by the entire university. Not just the, the head coach, not just the coach that's recruiting them, not just the position coach, not just the team. It's the university buying in. So, you know, uh, Mr. Cleveland stepping in and making a call here. That is that's that's that holistic approach to recruiting. Yeah. I mean, like I mentioned, you always want to be able to lock down your top priority uh, recruits here. But it's also nice to get a, you know, a, maybe even a moral victory uh, over the blue school up the street. But switching gears here, talk about Trent Mitchell, 6'6 offensive lineman here, three star offensive tackle. Uh, he selected NC State over schools that included ECU, Maryland, App State, Virginia Tech, and West Virginia. Uh, this is notable for our new offensive line coach, Garrett Touget. This is, this is his first offensive line uh, commit as a member of the NC State Wolfpack. So shout out to Coach Touget for getting this done. Um, mm -hmm. You know, as I mentioned in the open here, 
first thing that jumps off the page with Mitchell is his size, 6'6", 290. Uh, you know, I immediately, when I'm thinking of large offensive linemen from NC State, you don't have to go back very far to find Iki Aquanu, who was just drafted in the first round uh, just two years ago. Trent Mitchell is probably bigger. Well, he is taller, but he's probably going to wind up bigger than Icky was uh, when he was drafted. So, you know, fitting together all the intangibles here, you get him in this system and, you know, you, the thing we probably do best here at NC State is development. You could see another first round draft pick here in a couple of years in Trent Mitchell. And, you know, another guy that we had that was in that, that really big six four six five, you know, two nine two ninety plus range Chandler Zavala. So that's what I mean by you can never have too many big guys who can move. You can never have too many. It's you never have an, an overdose of that because at the end of the day, worst case scenario. Okay. You've got two guys that are elite tackles and then you've got two backups for them that they're waiting in the wings and they're a little younger, whatever the case may be. Okay. Well, maybe you can kick those two inside and start them right now and say, Hey, yeah, they've got movement skills, but these are also 300, 315 guys that can move around some bigger guys in the middle. We'll rock that out. We'll rock that out. And if we pass the ball a lot, which, you know, Robert and I is known for not fitting square pegs into a round hole. He does whatever is best for his personnel. And if we we have an offensive line to throw it around the yard a lot, then maybe that's what we'll do. And again, you benefit from having big guys who can win one-on-one pass rush battles, who can do well in space. And so, you know, it, it's it's you can never have too many big bodies that can move. You can never have too many. I promise you, whatever you think the number is, that's that's too much. Add three more on top of that and you still don't have enough. Yeah, certainly looking to continue uh, this run of success. We've had of offensive lineman here at NC State, you know, dating back just five years, going back to 2018. We've had four of these guys drafted in the last five years. But if you extend that another five years, go back to 2013, you have just one in Joe Tooney in 2016. So you can even see the progression of offensive lineman success here at NC State in the last 10 or so years. So certainly hoping to add uh, another name to this list in Trent Mitchell. So certainly something you can start to bet on. And like you said, there's the there's the uh, increase, there's the progression, there's the Joe Tooley, there's the Garrett Bradbury, there's the uh, Ike McQuaddo, there's the Chandler Zavala, there's the um, um, Dylan McMahon and Belton this year. There's the keep the pipeline going. Keep let's keep pumping these guys out into the league. Yeah, and like yeah, like I mentioned, it's something that it's becoming a bit of a sure bet is a strong offensive line at NC State. And if you're looking to place any bets, how about that for a transition? You need to be heading over to FanDuel. Take your first swing at betting Major League Baseball on FanDuel. Get up to 10 times back your first bet amount in bonus bets up to $200. That's right. Bet just $20 and you can land up to $200 back in bonus bets, win or lose. Second half of the Major League Baseball season is getting underway on Friday. Make sure that you are also getting underway on FanDuel. This is all coming on an app that's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Plus, when you win, you get paid instantly. You don't have to wait around and wonder when that money might come. Get it right there on the spot. There's no better place to bet Major League Baseball than FanDuel, America's number one sports book. So sign up today, visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and get up to $200 back in bonus bets. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on. FanDuel, the official partner of Major League Baseball. All right. And Kenton, while we're on the topic, of 2024 commitments here. I thought it'd be a good idea to maybe 
take a step back and look at the 2024 class as a whole, uh, as it stands here, kind of in the middle of July, of course, still waiting to hear some, you know, very big targets, uh, specifically wide receiver targets here, uh, hopefully by the end of the month. But thought it'd be a good idea to kind of, you know, look in the broad view lens, see who we have already uh, to kind of, uh, what's the word, assess how we're doing so far in 2024. So here is the list as it pops up here on the screen. Of course, I will read it to you as well. Uh, So far in the 2024 class, we have Defensive back Ronnie Royal, the third four-star commit, probably our most athletic commit, I would say, thus far. Three-star quarterback Cedric Bailey, three-star defensive back Asad Brown, three-star running back Jaden Scott, three-star safety Brody Barnhart, fire name alert. Uh, of course, Justin Terrell, who we just mentioned here in the first piece. Uh, Javon Bali, Javon Bailey. Kenton, one of these days we're going to figure out how to we're say it. We're going to figure it out. We're going to get it right. <laughs> Apologies to the Bailey or Bali family. Uh, we, we will figure this out. I promise you. Three-star corner in him. Uh, of course, Trent Mitchell as well. Three-star offensive tackle. And then let me pull up my second piece here. Rounding out the class so far, we have three-star linebacker Cannon Lewis. Three-star running back Isaiah Jones. Three-star linebacker Zane Williams and three-star defensive lineman Chase Bond. Kenton, what are your initial thoughts here on how the 2024 class is looking so far? Still some to go, but so far. It's developing pretty well. And it's it's if it was a if it was a Sunday, we've got a good amount of the ingredients. A lot of people say, oh, the receivers would be the cherry on top. I strongly disagree. The receivers would be more so the the whipped cream and the uh the the whatever whatever type of um whatever type of of drizzle you need whatever you know be it the if you're a caramel person if you're a chocolate person because the cherry on top is just nice to have everybody doesn't even like or need the cherry but it, for to have a good Sunday you need the hot fudge or hot, hot caramel or whatever we need these receivers we need somebody that's going to be dynamic on the outside because the difference in having big time playmakers on the outside or not is tangible. It's very tangible. Yes, quarterbacks can throw receivers open and all that. But why would you need quarterbacks to throw players open 24-7 if you have receivers that can just, I don't know, get open? You see what I'm saying here? So, you know, it's a it's a situation that I'm looking at where I'm saying to myself, there are, there are a lot of different ways that this thing can, can uh, shake out and go. But the class is coming along well so far. The, the Sunday is coming along. We got a good... We got the ice cream laid out. We got the whatever fruit or whatever thing you want to put in there. You know, if you're a, if you like me, if you're a crazy person like me and you like Heath Bar in there, you got that laid out and going on in there. But we just need a few more ingredients to make the perfect recruiting Sunday. Yeah, no, I, I definitely agree. A couple, couple more key pieces, specifically wide receivers, would be very nice to throw into the mix here. Um, you know, I mentioned Ronnie Royal being the, probably the best athlete so far in this class. I'm over the moon excited about Ronnie. Oh, I think he's, he's nasty. Be dynamite, he's nasty. dynamite in the secondary. So, you know, there's there's a lot a lot of these other guys to be very excited about as well. Cedric Bailey, I've seen him getting some love. Um, you know, just a three-star quarterback now. I've seen a lot of buzz saying that that's likely to, you know, skyrocket upwards here in the next year or so. You know, it it, it kind of depends on how how much you value the stars or the recruiting class rankings. I think I guess if you if this does matter to you, I think right now we're about 52 
uh, for the class of 2024. But again, NC State does this best, and it's developing these players. Bradley Chubb, when he came to NC State, he wasn't a five-star guy. He wasn't even a four-star guy. Yeah. First-round draft pick. This is what we do. These types remember, of classes. Go ahead. Remember, Big It wasn't the guy in his own yeah. household. He wasn't the guy in his own household. It was his brother that everybody wanted. Everybody was seeking after. Everybody. And what what did we turn him into? The first offensive player off the board, period. Yeah. No, I mean, that's it's a very good comparison there. Like I mentioned in Trent Mitchell, because – there's a lot of comparison there to Iki Aquanu. And so you get Trent, you get a guy like a Trent Mitchell into our system, you develop them. And hopefully, uh, you know, under the new wing of coach Touje, who has a, you know, a very good track record here, you could see another uh, offensive lineman going to the, going to the league in, you know, two or three years here because of the development um, and the skill making that takes place at NC state. And of course, all of these guys, if you get coach thunder in the mix, you see some bulk. You're going to see some bodies being, you know, rock solid and, you know, subsequently in much better shape to be developing their own skills in a different way. So I, there's there's a lot to be excited about. Still a lot to still be seen here as we're, we are waiting on some recruiting uh, developments here in the next couple of weeks. Um, you know, we've, we've talked at nauseum about a Terrell Anderson and what he could mean to this 2024 class. Certainly hoping uh, that'll turn out sooner than later. But yeah, I mean, there's there's certainly a lot to be um, anxiously excited about getting these guys into the system. And let me let's let me talk about something real quick here. I know we're on the recruits and all the players that are coming in, but you talked about Thunder. And so I got to give another shout out to Thunder, because I don't know if if Wolfpack Nation, if you haven't already done so, go to Trip Penix Twitter page. That boy is looking like a tight end now. He's a that's a big that's what what he's going to play, isn't it? He's got some size on him now. He's he's looking like a tight end for real now. He's he's not just built like a running back that's playing tight end. He's built like a tight end at this point, uh, equipped with the the you know the rippling arms, the big thick tree trunk type legs. He's he's looking good. So you know, like you talked about again, I don't know if, if, if Thunder actually was in Rome. I doubt it. But uh, with that being said, the, the the whenever you get Thunder involved with these players you're going to see positive results because again, player development. Yes, it is a lot. It has a lot to do with the on the field coaching and developing of the skills and all that, but the developing of good habits, good movement techniques and all that, the development of, you know, understanding where players have uh, inadequacies or deficiencies in terms of, of their strengths and weaknesses in terms of just sheer physical ability to produce power and working that out. Very important. And that's something Thunder specializes in. He's absolutely amazing at it. Absolutely. And then, you know, before we before we wrap up this piece here, Kenton, I want to do something fun here. You know, of these 12 guys here, I guess you probably exclude Ronnie Royal because of the reputation he has. But who is, I guess, your dark horse for the guy that's going to make the biggest impact out of this 2024 class? Here's the thing. I I wanted to go with with Brody Barnhart because, again, fire name alert. And and from everything I've heard about that young man, it is uh, <laughs> you're you're gonna have a a very hard time if he's meeting you in the hole. It's not gonna be a fun day for you if that's happening on a consistent basis. But with that being said, one thing that I think that we are seeing develop well here is our passing game to an extent in terms of 
bringing in Anai in terms of our quarterback situation, in terms of not just having a good quarterback, having a continuous string here potentially of good quarterbacks. We need that running game, but not just any part of the running game. We need the running game to be more explosive. And with that being said, Jalen, Duke, Scott, come on down, brother. He's the type of guy that if he makes you miss, if he finds a way and, and you take a back, he's the type of guy, as we call him, he's an angle breaker. Not an ankle breaker, an angle breaker, right? So what do I mean by that when I'm talking about Jaden Duke Scott? Well, there are most guys, you know, if I get an angle, I'll cut them off, whatever, whatever, I'll, I'll work it out. There are other guys where it's like, it doesn't matter what your angle is. If, if you're not already right by him, just go ahead and uh, head, start heading to the sidelines, strike up the band. It's Katie Dids at the doorstep. That's six points. And I think he's that type of guy. Okay. I, I like that answer a lot. I, I think he could be a difference maker when it's all said and done. My answer here is Asad Brown. I, I, I liked a lot of the things I've been hearing of him uh, at the corner position. I think we could be looking at maybe another Aiden White type situation where, sure, maybe he comes in a little bit under the radar, but blossoms quickly, makes a name for himself quickly, becomes an island out there quickly. And so I, I, I'm definitely going to have my eye on Assad Brown. We know we, we talk a lot on this show, especially uh, about how dynamic our, our secondary has become here in the last yeah. couple of years. And this 2024 class, the secondary commits here, there's something special. And so you implement that into what we already have, the, the seniority and the experience we have going on. I think all that's going to really rub off on Assad Brown. He's going to hit the ground running uh, when he does make it to campus in 2024. Yeah, that'd be great to see. That'd be great to see because we talked about in basketball, we got a lot of a lot of shots available with, uh, with Terquavia Smith and and Jarkel Jordan leaving with Aiden White being gone. We're going to have a lot of coverage snaps at that CB1 available. And naturally, even if it's not one of these freshmen that fills that in, which I'm not expecting, somebody comes in, steps into that seat. Well, then what does that mean? If that guy was cornerback two, now you've got reps at cornerback two available. Oh, yeah. And if that nickel moves out to cornerback two, you, it's so on and so forth. It, that's how, you know, these departures affect uh, the roster. And that's what roster building looks like. That's what roster building looks like. Having really good players who are ready to step into these roles as they uh, as they progress and open up. Because this ain't the NFL where it's like, you know, they'll be here until they can't do it anymore. And even in the NFL, everybody has an expiration date. So in college, these guys time out of the system. They go and get their bag in the NFL, whatever the case may be. But we're starting to hit that point with certain positions where we're not rebuilding. We're just saying, oh, these guys left. Great. Let's reach into the bag and reload and boom. We're right back and not missing a beat. Absolutely, and what a uh, what a stint that Tony Gibson has going on here at State. What a run of you know extremely talented defensive pieces he's been putting out here in these last couple of years. We you know mentioned a lot. We got to cling to these years of Tony Gibson as hard as we possibly can because when you have a defense that produces like his have been doing here, it's only a matter of time between somebody's going to start knocking on the door with a, a big hey, bag. Hey, 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 I'm hey, not putting that out in the universe. Hey. I know it. Kenton, you know it. The listeners Listen, know it. Listen, don't, don't, don't make me don't make me get in my, my Ving Rames and ta- not Ving Rames. It was a Michael Clark Duncan and Talladega Nights. Don't you put that evil on me, Ricky Bobby. Don't you put that evil on us. Let me tell you something. My hope 
and my prayer every night, and so far, the big man upstairs has been answering, is that uh, Tony Gibson ends up being our Bud Foster. What Bud Foster was to Virginia Tech, just coaching great defense after great defense after great defense. Bud Foster was a defensive coordinator there for, what, 20-some-odd years plus? It was a long time. And 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 they just kept rolling. And I'm sure plenty of schools called and said, hey, man, you can come be our head coach. And he said, nah, I'm good. I like Blacksburg. Blacksburg likes me. Tony, I hope you love Raleigh, brother. I, I hope you never have to buy a drink anywhere. I hope you never have to pay for it. As a matter of fact, if you listen to this show, make sure that that – I don't care how much he's getting paid. Make sure he don't got to buy a drink nowhere. Keep it. We're keeping him in Raleigh for as long as he wants to be here. Okay, he's that, that's a lifetime job right there. As long as he wants. Hey, you're certainly not going to get any complaints out of me. You're you're not going to have me packing his bags anytime soon, uh, for any reason. So very thankful to have another strong recruiting class being handed over to Tony Gibson in 2024. We're going to land this thing in just one second with a quick word on Tony, not Tony. I got Tony Gibson on the brain on Jimmy V. They're running a special on ESPN uh, regarding Jim Valvano after a quick word from our sponsors. All right. And then Ken, I wanted to finish this thing up with talking a little bit about this special on ESPN. Uh, well, I guess you're hearing this on Thursday. So it aired last night on Wednesday, of course, I believe it's happening right now as we're recording this. So we have not seen it yet, but yeah. very excited to see yet another documentary type thing uh, on the the speech itself from Jim Valvano and how much it has meant to our university for all of these years. Um, you know, not just inspiring people that are in NC State or involved with NC State, but worldwide, uh, his words while he was fighting cancer were extraordinary. And, you know, it's it's hard to put into words what what the uh, the lasting impact uh, Jimmy V has had on this world. But yeah. Kenton, are you are you interested in watching this uh, documentary on the speech? Oh, absolutely! I saw the uh, preview in and of itself, and it was it was so powerful. It was so powerful, and you know, people keep saying some people are saying, "Well, we've seen every angle of the speech, we've heard all of the the things about it, and all that good stuff." There are certain moments that. You know, they're that impactful to um, a certain subset of people or a certain genre or a certain world that it's it's vitally important to keep going. And this is one of those things that I don't care whose viewpoint they're telling it from. I don't care if they're telling it from the viewpoint of the hummingbird that was uh, that snuck in the ESPYs and was just sitting there in the Raptors going twinkle, twinkle. Uh, let's go ahead and hear the bird twinkle, twinkle away for 20 minutes about what Jimmy V meant to him. But that's. This is I'm excited to see it. I'm I'm excited to uh, learn more about, you know, what went into it and and all the things surrounding it. Yeah, I, I truly don't think you can cover uh, Jimmy V in this speech enough. I think the more the more documentaries, the more specials on it, uh, the better, because there's there's seemingly something else you can pull out of it every single time you do see a different angle of it. So very excited myself to be able to put eyes on that, uh, you know, hopefully after we're finished recording this this evening but that is going to do it for us here not just on thursday but for the week thank you all for joining us here this week it's been you know a, a great week of news uh, as far as nc state things go so that is always a delight to see as always pop down in our comment section let us know about what you're thinking regarding the 2024 recruiting class thus far let us know how you think an addition of a wide receiver is going to help this class look even better potentially here in the next couple weeks 
Toss us some likes. Toss us some subscribe button mashes. I keep seeing that number going up. So thank you all so much for subscribing and tuning in with us as we discuss NC State seemingly every single day, uh, every single week. So thank you as always. Go Pack. Go Pack.